You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. It's your Friday Picks show for you. you got all your picks in college and pro football for the weekend against the spread, your underdog plays, your best bets, your three-team 10-point teasers. We're going to get to all of them momentarily. So I wanted to just start off by saying this. I could zip through all these plays and have them all done, and the Friday podcast would be about five minutes long. But I think anybody that's interested in gambling wants to know why I like some of the plays. Now, I'm going to give you a reason for most of these games, and it's going to sound good, but obviously I'm not going to win every game, clearly. So just keep that in mind. I don't want to rip through them because in the past when I've wanted plays and I've you know listened to handicapping services or whatever, and they just say, here, we like this play. It's like, why? I want to have some sort of reasoning as to why you like a team. So I'm going to give you some of them uh, on, on these, on almost all these plays that I give you. So let's start out. College football. This is week six. I am 23-20-3. So a little over 50% for the season against the spread. In my best bets, I am 4-1. and one. I lost last week's best bet. Horrible pick on Florida. I'm going to come back this week with a team I had last week. And you're going to like the team, but maybe not necessarily like the spot and the number just because this team hasn't covered a game all year. However, they are the number one team in the nation. I'm going to go with the Georgia Bulldogs at home minus the 14 against Kentucky. I say 14 because if you want to bet this game and it's 14 and a half with wherever you bet, I would buy the half point. It's critical in something like this. So I would buy the half point and lay minus 120 and get Georgia minus 14 at home. I know they haven't covered a game this year. I know Kentucky is also undefeated. (laughs) I'm very well aware of this. That's why I'm saying some of you might not like this play. However, I'm looking at Kentucky as a very, very public underdog after coming off that beating of Florida last week. And people, the average Joe Public guy is going to see them getting being an undefeated team, getting 14 and a half points on the road, they're immediately going to think, wow, this is an underdog that can hang. And maybe they can. I just have a feeling the Georgia Bulldogs have to turn it on at some point this season. Have to. They're not just going to not cover every single game they play. You wouldn't think. So I'm going to go with them. I say this is the week. Give me Georgia as my best bet of the week, minus 14 by that half point. Other plays I like, this is kind of an ugly dog that I expect to stick around and that's Maryland getting the 19-and-a-half at Ohio State. I just haven't been impressed with Ohio State offensively all year long. I really haven't. And this is a conference game. Maryland is undefeated. This line seems a little inflated. However, I think this is a game that could come down to a last possession in terms of the spread. I could see Ohio State being, being up by 25, 24 points at the end of the game and Maryland getting a meaningless touchdown to get the cover. It is also possible that Maryland is losing by 14 at the end of the game and Ohio State punches one in late and wins by 21. Like, I see this game in the 14 to 24 point range. So I'll take the 19 and a half with Maryland and pray to the gods above. (laughs) No, I I do like him. I do like him to stay in this number. I think that's too many points. I I really do. It's just because I haven't been as impressed with Ohio State's offense this year. Give me Army minus three at home against BC. This is more a bet against BC. They shouldn't have won last week at home against Virginia. They came back from two touchdowns. I just like, I think Army is the better team. And I've watched Army play three times this year. I've watched BC play twice. And you're getting a field goal game at home. Uh, Give me Army in this one. 
Also, a team that I have been on a couple times this season. I'm going to ride them again. Give me the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, minus two and a half at home against Texas State. I know Texas State is one of the better covering teams in college football this year. Doesn't matter to me. I'm getting Louisiana at home, which is the conference favorite to win that conference at home under a t- under a field goal on the line. Give me that. And then this is the ugly game, and this goes tonight. So just know it doesn't happen tomorrow. It goes tonight. It's two ugly teams, and when two ugly teams play each other, I'm always looking to take points. Who the hell is Illinois to be favored over three and a half by anybody? Illinois is garbage, and they haven't covered a game this year. Keep that in mind. A team that haven't covered a game this year is three and a half point favorites at home against Nebraska. You say, Steve, Nebraska isn't any good this year either. You're correct. No, they're not. But Illinois is horseshit too. Just give me the three and a half points. I can see either one of these teams winning, and if they do, it's going to be by a field goal, so I'm going to win either way. And so will you, hopefully. The underdog plays that I like this week. Give me Marshall plus six and a half on the road at NC State. NC State has just switched their quarterbacks. They got rid of Brandon Armstrong. He's done. They don't have him starting anymore. Marshall is undefeated. They're off a bye week. They've already beaten an ACC team this year in Virginia Tech. That's kind of a middle-of-the-road ACC team, if not at the bottom, I kind of look at NC State the same way. I know that NC State has a better record than Virginia Tech, but I haven't been impressed with NC State at all offensively. This is 6.5. Give me the 6.5 and and on the money line, plus 220. I also like Missouri, plus the 4.5 at home against LSU. Missouri is ranked at home, getting 4.5 against LSU, who's obviously ranked as well. Well, I don't even know if LSU's ranked anymore, but... This is going to be a game I think that the public will be all over um, Missouri, and we are with the public on this one. I just think Missouri's a better team. You've seen LSU's defense this year. They are god-awful, and they are just giving up chunks and chunks of yardage. I think this is a shootout game, and I'll just take the points. I can see LSU winning this game by three or four for sure. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying Missouri's going to win outright, but I'll sprinkle a little bit on their money line, plus 175. But give me Missouri plus the four and a half. Also, I think Notre Dame's been through the ringer the last two weeks. What do they have left going on the road and being a touchdown favorite at Louisville who hasn't lost a game this year? Maybe this, I, maybe Notre Dame pulls this out, but I think it's close if they do. Give me Louisville plus six and a half and take them on the money line plus 200 because Notre Dame's had that losing on the last play of the game against Ohio State, winning on the basically the last 30 seconds of the game against Duke last week. I, can they really do this three weeks in a row? Are they just going to come back and just beat somebody by a touchdown or more? I don't think so. So give me Louisville plus 6.5 and, and plus 200 on the money line. Your three-team 10-point teaser, um, two of them are plays that I've already given you. Let's tease Georgia down to uh, – if you think 14 is too high, that's fine. 14.5 is too high. Let's tease Georgia down to 4.5 in the three-team 10-point teaser. Let's tease Marshall up to 16 and a half because even if NC State wins, I don't think they're beating Marshall by 17 points. I really don't. And then for the third game, give me USC minus 12 uh, at home against Arizona. USC hasn't covered two in a row. They're laying 22 at home against Arizona. Let's get that down to 12. Arizona is not a good football team. I think they cover. USC covers and beats them by 17 to 24 points easily. So three-team 10-point teaser in college football, USC minus 12. Georgia minus four and a half, Marshall plus 16 and a half. Hopefully we will have a better week than last week in college football. Where we went one, eight and one 
will turn it around. But still over 50% in college. If you combine it with the pros, which we are 16 and 9 this year against the spread, that is 39, 29, and 3 this year in football betting. So you're winning money if you bet every single game. But let's move on to the pros momentarily. I'll say this right off the bat in talking about the pro plays this week. Almost all of these plays are trend plays because there's a there's a few things that are pointing in the direction of these are just they're almost like trends slash system plays where or situational plays where you just automatically bet the situation. You don't even care who's playing in the game, but because the odds seem to favor certain situations, which happen a lot in the NFL, a lot of these plays that I'm going to give you are situational plays or have major trends going in one direction. The first one being, give me the Atlanta Falcons as my best bet, minus two at home against the Houston Texans. I talked about this earlier in the week. I just think this is a public is going to be all over Houston after what they saw and them destroy the Pittsburgh Steelers last week at home. Now they are all, you know, they're a road underdog and Atlanta is a home favorite of less than a field goal after getting blown out on national television in primetime. I guess it's considered primetime because they had a isolated game as they had the game in England last week against Jacksonville. So give me Atlanta minus home at home minus the two as my best bet. I'm one and two on my pro best bets. And you know that last week was basically a no play because when I gave it out on Friday, I did not know that Deshaun Watson wasn't playing. So I never would have given out a best bet on a team whose starting quarterback was going to be a rookie that was drafted in the fourth or fifth round making his first start. Just wasn't going to happen. So I consider that a no play. I'm sorry if you lost on it and you did bet it. Um, you know, if this was some sort of paying service and I'm constantly in contact with people, I absolutely would have told my quote unquote clients on Sunday morning, bet the other side and get out of this play because there's no way you're betting this uh, with Dorian Thompson Robinson starting his first game ever at home against the Baltimore Ravens. So, but this not, this is just for fun. I don't know how many of you are even betting these plays and if you're doing well or, or doing or not, I have no idea. Does anyone even listen into this podcast? I have no idea. But I like giving out these plays, and I've given you winners, a lot of winners this season. There's only um, two things that I'm, I have a under 500 record in. My underdogs in college, which fell under 500 last week because I went 0-3, and, and my best bets, I'm 6-8-1 in my college underdog plays, and I'm 1-2 in my NFL best bet plays. So the only two that I'm under 500. So best bet. Pro football this week, give me Atlanta minus two at home against Houston. The other plays that I have in the NFL, once again, um, these are a couple of these are situational plays. I'm nine and four against the spread on these picks. This line is moving like crazy, and it's moving in our favor. Indianapolis opened up as a one and a half point favorite at home against Tennessee, and that line has moved to Tennessee minus two and a half. I don't know what the hell Tennessee is doing moving the line four points as a road favorite. When Indy, yes, they lost at home last week to the Rams, but they showed that they can play with them. Not to mention they're getting Jonathan Taylor back this week. Give me Indy at home plus the two and a half. I don't like this Tennessee team on the road at all. We know what the last time happened when they went on the road. They got blasted by Cleveland, 27 to 3. So I'm not impressed with Tennessee on the road. They've been been great to us at home twice. (laughs) 
Home against the Chargers earlier in the season, won that one outright. Last week, home against Cincinnati, won that one outright. I have no problem betting on them as a home dog, but as a road favorite now against an indie team that's pretty scrappy, no thanks. I'll take the points. Give me Indy plus two and a half. Denver at home minus two. This is an ugly pick. I'm sure a lot of you are going to be like, what? The Jets almost beat the Chiefs last week, and all Denver did was come back from a 28-7 deficit and beat the Bears. Yeah, that's true. And Denver's defense does suck. But I'm also looking at this game strictly as this. And I'm looking at this no other way. Zach Wilson on the road. If Zach Wilson beats me on the road, I'll, I'll, take, my, I'll take my lumps. I'll drink my medicine. I'm betting against, this is a bet against Zach Wilson play versus a Denver team that doesn't have to win by anything more than a field goal. It's not like Denver's laying 10 and they have to blow out the Jets. They just have to win a home game by three or more. And remember, Denver is 0-2 at home this year. So you think they want to get a win at home and they're dying to? And all they got to do is basically win the game against the Jets unless it, you know, it falls on one. Yeah, that would suck if it did. But I'll take Denver at home less than a field goal. Laying two against the Jets, I'm not impressed with Zach Wilson. He had a great game against – I mean, I shouldn't say great game. He had a good game against the Kansas City Chiefs, Sunday night football. Maybe he's found something. Maybe he hasn't. I'm guessing – I'm banking on the fact that that was one good game, and he's going to go back to being the Zach Wilson we all know, and I just don't think he's going on the road to win a game. So I'll take Denver minus two at home. And my other pick is going to be – I'm going to take the Niners at home minus three. This is also a situational play. I don't know if you know this, but the San Francisco 49ers have won and covered 11 straight home games. I'm not going against that. And they're only laying a a field goal at home against the Cowboys. Yes, the Cowboys are good this year. And the Cowboys have been very good as an underdog. They're 8-3 and against the spread their last 11. So there's trends in both directions for these teams. San Francisco has covered 11 straight games at home. The Cowboys have covered 8 of their last 11 as an underdog. It's a short line. It's Sunday night football. I know Dallas has been eliminated by San Francisco in the playoffs the last two years. I get it. But I'm not going against this San Francisco juggernaut. I, Brock Purdy has still yet to lose a regular season game as a starter, and they're only laying three at home. Give me the nine against a team that they kind of have their number. I would say, give me the Niners at home minus three. My underdog play of the week. You knew this was going to be my underdog play. Talked about it earlier in the week. I teased it. I can't bet against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home when they're getting points, especially when they're getting over a field goal, and especially when they're a division dog getting over a field goal. Look at these numbers. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens right now are four-and-a-half-point favorites at Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett is now playing. He's, he's, he's in. And you know what? You can even keep this play in there. Even if Kenny Pickett gets hurt or whatever, and it's Mitch Trubisky, to me they're the same quarterback right now. I don't If, if Trubisky ends up starting, even though he's not, they said Pickett played and uh, practiced yesterday, and he's going to practice today. So he's He's going to be the starter for Sunday's game. But if he gets hurt in the game and they have to put Trubisky in, I'm fine with that. I'm still taking Pittsburgh in this game. Look at the numbers in the Baltimore-Pittsburgh series. Since Mike Tomlin and Jim Harbaugh have been the coaches of these teams, first off, the underdog has covered 11 straight in this series. The underdog, since these two coaches have taken over, are 22-5-3. and three. Since 2015, the underdog in this series is 15-1-1 against the spread. And Pittsburgh is, and the underdog is also 21-3-3 in this series when the line is over three points. I mean, this is just, it's a no-brainer. It's just a situational play. I understand that 
all those teams in the past from 2015 on until now have nothing to do with and my dog's barking in the background. See, look at on the underdog play. My dog happens to be barking in the background. Is that a sign or what? I'd say so. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, I know that the other past teams have nothing to do with this year's team, but I don't think Baltimore is that much more dominant than Pittsburgh. And you're giving me more than a field goal at home with Mike Tomlin. Yes, I know they got blown out by San Francisco in the opener, but look at the other two times that the Pittsburgh Steelers were home dogs this year. Cleveland Browns, one outright. What was the other game on um, Sunday night? Or was it was it a Sunday night game? Oh, the Sunday night game against the Ve- on, against Vegas when they were underdogs. But, you know, the Cleveland game, they were at home, second game of the season, and they won that outright. So uh, it's it, it's just it's one of those situational plays. Division home dog, you have to take. You know, you're not going to win all of them. Clearly, there are division home dogs that don't cover. However, in this situation with 11 straight underdogs covering in this series, 22-5-3 and three against the spread in the last – in the last 30 in this series, 15, one and one, the underdog in this series against the spread, the last 17, uh, you got to take it. It's a no brainer. Take Pittsburgh as the underdog play of the week, plus the four and a half, they're plus plus one eighty on the money line. And then for my three team, 10 point teaser in the NFL, uh, let's bump up Indy to 12 and a half. I like them plus the two and a half. I don't think Tennessee is winning a road game by 13 points, considering how awful they've been on the road this year. Let's get Miami down to under a field goal. Miami is 12.5-point favorites against the Giants right now. Get them down to 2.5. And, and honestly, if you want to do multiple teasers this week with three teams, Miami has to be in every single one of them. Uh, you know, there's no there's no such thing as a lock. You know, you don't want to put your mortgage or your paycheck, like I say all the time. But I'm sorry, Miami is not losing to the Giants, and they're beating them by more than a field goal. So, that's almost like automatically one win if you do a bunch of three team 10 point teasers. If you put Miami in there, minus two and a half. I just, they're going to bounce back. They got blown out by Buffalo this week by four touchdowns. Now they're laying 12 and a half at home. That might be too rich. That's why I didn't put them in as one of the plays. I was thinking about it, but I was like, eh, what if they're up by 18 or 20 late in the game and the Giants get a backdoor touchdown? You know, that's why I didn't put Miami in at minus 12 and a half as a play, but I will take them plus minus two and a half. And then the uh, third team in there, I want the Rams. I want to bump them up to 14 and a half. They're, they're plus four and a half right now at home against the Eagles. They're getting Cooper Cup back this week. And even if they don't, Puka Nakua is basically Cooper Cup 2.0. So three team 10 point teaser is Indy plus 12 and a half, Miami minus two and a half, Rams plus 14 and a half. Another thing to keep in mind this week, and two reasons why I went against. Uh, a couple of these teams. I went against Tennessee and I went against Houston. Here's another stat to keep in mind. I told you I went against Houston in my best bet, taking Atlanta minus two, and I went against Tennessee um, against Indy. Uh, Tennessee is a favorite against Indy. Teams that win by 20 or more points, they are 42% against the spread the following week. So it's kind of what I talked about earlier this week, that just because a team looked great one week ago, doesn't mean they're going to look great the next week and vice versa for a team that looked horrible the week before. And now, especially if they're coming home, just like the Atlanta Falcons are, um, the numbers, the numbers bear it out. And there's probably been numerous instances in the 48 games that have been played in the NFL this year, numerous instances where 
if you're looking at a game, a team looked great the week before versus a team that didn't look great the week before, and then the team that didn't look great the week before ends up covering that particular week. So keep that in mind. Teams that win by 20 or more one week are 42% against the spread the following week. So um, Tennessee and Houston fit that bill uh, for this week's games. So keep that in mind. So those are your plays. 16-9 in the NFL this year. Hope to keep that going. 23, 20, and three pushes in college football. Hopefully we got some winners again this week and make you guys some money. So appreciate you listening. Thank you all for listening. Tell your friends about it. Let them know. Write these plays down. Slide them a note and mend them some money. And like I said, be careful. Don't bet mortgage payments. Don't bet your paychecks. Just have a little fun with this. And we'll talk to you on Monday and see how this goes. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.